0: story of money last 5000 years it's a history which is cold and mathematical which include invasion and invention evolution and revolution but the problem of that barter system is that it should be having a double coincidence of want the first century ad china has been having some level of money which we got now 1215 the most infamous Genghis Khan has invaded China. Events culminated to happen that one. First one, goldsmith become the bankers. That's what happened. And you know, like sailors, Dutch, Portuguese and British, they used to travel to just colonize peoples and all. His name is John Law. That man's contribution also was important in the origin of the new money we have. So, the first stock market stock market exchange has been born that time. We try to look at things like in Babylonian period, a one day of work can only achieve up to 10 minutes of lights. So, Central Bank was being found in 1900s and all if you call it Federal Reserve now. It is actually one of the most powerful institution in the world which can create trillion dollar out of thin air. So, just the birth of Federal Reserve is actually something like a fight between the second largest banker and the u.s president brief history of euro a miracle as well as a curse so after world war when the berlin wall has been to agree on a single currency then we will not oppose your unification or somehow will support your unification Money, the true story of a made-up thing by Jacob Goldstein, published by Hachete Books. So that's our book today. It's all about the story of money, last 5,000 years, from Mesopotamia to the 2023. Let's get started. It's a history which is cold and mathematical, which include invasion and invention, Evolution and revolution. Origin of money. So in Babylonia, one of the cities in Mesopotamia, 5000 years ago, that was what we have known civilization which used something like a money which is more about coins and all. But the point is that we have a theory we call barter system where somebody gives something in return of opposite things like if you have apple, I want orange, we just exchange each other like. But the problem of that barter system is that it should be having a double coincidence of want. If I don't want the oranges you have and you don't want the apples which I got, then there is no transactions happen. That's a problem of barter system. So the known one, they used to have coins or like some tablet coins in Mesopotamia and all. later on we have seen in the history in Greek 1100 BC they used to do similar level of coins and such things later that Greek civilization collapsed and it rain went back in 776 BC and after Olympics and all these things they used to just survive in a police state like a multiple states and all and they were thriving using such level of money or money oriented mechanisms so the modern history if you look back where the actual money started we have to give gratitude to china the first century ad china has been having some level of money which we got now it was it has it has its own economy like that and it was just flourishing from there and that time on 1215 The most infamous Genghis Khan has invaded China and he given his one of his relative Kublai Khan as a Khan for China. It was fine. It was going on. But the point is that China have three things at that time printing and also coins and paper. So that three things, Kublai Khan was tempted to control printing of money because that allowing somehow to print the money. But he want to invade other countries. So he was not able to control his temptation and he started printing and all. That was during that Genghis Khan period and all. Afterwards, a Hippie Emperor, Hangwa Emperor had actually been ruled back to China again after the Mongol Empire has gone. And he was trying to revert back that, revert back to the old age where there is no that much economy boom or something. They tried to abolish that one. So money got invented. It was being invaded. Then it just, we forgot about it. That's what happened in China. So in 1600, Europe actually invented capitalism. It happened for multiple reasons. First thing, multiple events culminated to happen that one first one goldsmith become the bankers that's what happened and you know like sailors dutch portuguese and british they used to travel to just colonize peoples and all and there was gamblers there which were being part of this economy and especially there is which is very unusual in the history there is one person who contributed his name is john law He got been, he was part of a murder and he got convicted and all later he just flew to Paris. That man's contribution also was important in the origin of the new money we have. So in 17th century, goldsmiths as we mentioned, goldsmith were bankers. They used to give receipts for the people who is collecting the coins and everything from. So literally, they were the bankers or those spirit and even the king, everybody was just depending on them. But the point is that the bank run we have bank run is something like everybody who is deposited on the bank go and collect the money, then bank will not have sufficient money to give everybody. That's what bank run is called. So same bank run happened because the King Charles was have been deal with goldsmith and he stopped paying them because he was having to wage war against other countries and all. That time the bank run happened. So, that's what we call trust is what make the money what it is. Otherwise, it's just a paper. Just like any other paper. Trust or somebody is backing that. Estate is backing that. Or there is a legal tender. That's what making it. So, when King Charles stopped paying that one, then that becomes a problem. Then we have how rich by probability. That's what in chapter 5 talks about. It's more about... Probability theory. Actually, death was something like we just play with the dice. Nobody's is what certain. And there was having annuity scheme. And all Blaise Pascal, the mathematical mathematician, come gambler, was having a contribution to the probability theory. So actually, he was introducing that one. And there was having annuities and all annuities. Something like you paid something, and the the bank or whoever government it is, they will pay, pay back for your lifetime, like that. That's how it is. So that was having an influence there, but it was not having a contribution, or there was not sticking to the economy. Then came a famous scientist, Halley. You know, maybe him as Halley, who's invented Halley comet and all, who helped Sir Isaac Newton in Principia Mathematica and all. So he come up and explain in some way about this probability annuity theorem. He solved the puzzle there, telling that you can consider. Annuity is fair when you get paid as equal as an average person like that. So that's about mathematics there. But the point is that that probability theory actually just motivate people. Because when when you invest is that when you invest is something like it is based on a hope to the future. Okay, you are having a probability that you will leave for this much time and you are going to get returned for this much time and all. Same thing happened for the other one. Whoever is taking the loan or lending, they will have a same thing. Okay, in the future, I'll be in a better situation to pay this back. So that probability is actually, if you look back, it is actually a cornerstone of insurance, finance, sports, medicine, everything we got. Chapter 5, Inventing the Stock Market. So in 1600, as we mentioned, Dutch used to travel through sailing ship to colonize other countries and all. And naturally, it is a probabilistic situation. Whoever they are colonizing, there is no guarantee that they are going to get more wealth from there. It's just a hope they are traveling there. So to get that thing, they need money. So the first stock market stock market exchange has been born that time in a small country you know which netherlands it's amsterdam so that was has been established by dutch east india company which is similar to english east india company but dutch east india company was actually the reason behind the first stock market so when the finance was booming amsterdam they tried to make the first public banking thing in 1609 because they want to just have some offices to get the investment then trading and such thing was happening there so that's where the first banking thing happened in 1609 the public bank was established in 1694 the bank of england has been born so in all those times actually it was not something we have a currency or something like that they were actually more about gold silver coins and all these things bronze copper and all these things so that was bank of england so Looking at all these things, John Law, a convicted murderer who just passed from the, uh, from the prison, he just understood this probability theory happening, the Bank of England, Amsterdam, stock exchange, all these things. He just flew from England to Paris and he just tried to influence the region there and he made the first bank, Bangay Royale. And someone want to make the currency instead of metals. So, the easiest way to do it is just to implement the taxation. So, the regent has or the king has ordered that he should get the tax paid through the banknotes. That's where the currency is born. Chapter 7. Invention of a Millionaire. So, upon in making the bank royal and the regent influence, John Law. The king has chartered a new company called Mississippi Company and all the companies has been trading through that and the John Law was able to exchange the bonds instead of shares in the Mississippi Company. So that's why this Mississippi Company was taking a control of the whole France. It was actually booming and at that time he just got more power and influence. He tried to get like uh, cut the value of money. And all these things, he just stopped or restricted the gold positioning of gold and such thing, which actually created riots and all, which get uncontrollable. And then King actually fired John Law. Chapter 8 Everybody can have more money because there was a question of abundance. Maybe now it is not that much. But there is still, people used to think that is there enough money for everyone to become a millionaire? So that question actually gone back to someone like Bill Norden's who tried to just investigate the history by looking at the light. Yes, the scientific light itself, the actual light. So he tried to look at things like in Babylonian period, a one day of work can only achieve up to 10 minutes of lights. So, if a person work for one day, he can get 10 minutes of light. In 1700s and all, we have whale oil and all these things that actually change and it improved little bit. But the major improvement happened when Thomas Edison invented light and that become like industrial revolution actually just empowered it. So, what Bill Noders has found that Those revolutions and industrial revolutions and evolutions actually improved the light to 20,000 times. So that was actually a sign of abundance. Chapter 10 about gold standard. Maybe you famously know in 1800s and all the British government actually introduced like making it one pound equal to 123 grains of gold. Then every other economy tried to implement it. But the problem was that you are trying to tie up an unlimited expanding economy to a limited asset. That's what the problem of gold And that actually was being found later by Milton, Freeman and other people just telling that the reason for Great Depression and other things was mainly because of the gold standard. So later in 1873 and later onwards and all, uh, during Roosevelt period and later by Nixon and all, it we US actually shifted from gold standard. Then we got a problem about currencies being printed by multiple people right now, like similar if we call it the euro problem now. So, currencies must be printed by multiple banks, but there is no control about how much currency each bank can print. And the more you print, the value of it is getting degraded. The same John Law problem. That actually invented an idea called Central Bank. So, Central Bank was being found in 1900s and all, if you call it Federal Reserve now. It is actually one of the most powerful institutions in the world which can create trillion dollars out of thin air. So, just the birth of Federal Reserve is actually something like a fight between the second largest banker and the U.S. president. So, Nicholas Biddle, that was the second largest banker. And it is something like, suppose you make it like the greatest company in the world available now say you take it amazon jp morgan choose anything you make that same person as the chairman of federal reserve what will be the problem same problem was the situation the second largest banker he was actually the bank of united states which was acting like like a central so, pseudo-central bank like that. And that actually gave too much power on one person, on one institution. Even the king the or or the president of the United States, Andrew Jackson, was not able to fathom that much thing. So, he tried to kill that bank, Bank of United States. And the bank changed it to another bank afterwards. But later onwards, Federal Reserve was so as we mentioned in 1933 and all we have the gold reserve problem and gold was getting depleted as we mentioned because every currency you have to back a gold which is not a problem which is a problem actually. So that's why depression and other things, great depression and other things backed and in, in 1971 actually Franklin D. Roosevelt tied or suspended the gold standard. Later on Richard Nixon came and to further on the same. That's what the end of gold standard in 1970s. So chapter 13 about how two people in a room invented a new kind of money. Which actually after gold standard was gone. You know 2018 financial crisis. You know the reason maybe subprime mortgage and all these things. But do you know what actually created that subprime mortgage and other things? It was because there was too much money available. How that money arrived? That is where the reason of these two people, two people in a room, Bend and Brown. Because in 1930s and all or further, we have the checking account where banks were not getting interest or paid and all. So they invented it, a, a, a new thing, which is not a new thing now. They call it like mutual fund. Which You know, like mutual investment fund. They call it money market funds and all. And people started investing in 19... 19- 80s and all i think it was invented so in 1972 the fund was opened and by 1973 they got 100 million us dollar as investment and after 10 years in 1983 it was 200 billion dollars so that much money Even the big companies has been getting parking their money. They were parking in these investment funds and all. So that much money was later on given back to banks in Wall Street and all. They were actually like sharing it to the subprime mortgage and all these things. That's how actually collapsed the Lehman Brothers and you know what happened after 2008. So... Chapter 14 about the brief history of Euro. A miracle as well as a curse. So after world war when the Berlin Wall has been and Germany was in the midst of unification the other European countries was part of the Axis powers and all especially Britain's they were Soviet also Gorbachev everybody was worried about the unification of Germany will be again a new threat. So they tried to stop it but there is a a president in France, Francis Mitterrand, like Francius Mitterrand, actually he proposed to a new, or he negotiated, or I cannot I cannot call it negotiate, it's something like a blackmail or whatever you call. He tried to go to the king, Helmut Kohl, Helmut Kohl a German chancellor, and tell that Agree on a single currency, then we will not oppose your unification or somehow we'll support your unification. So for Germans, currency, the Deutsche Mark, was actually more like a owned legacy and all. They were not trying to give it up. But because of the situation, they actually gave up. But it looked like it was a controlling mechanism for Germany, but actually it was something like a curse for the whole Europe. Because a single currency for multiple nations is not like a single currency for United States having 36, 30 plus state or something like India having multiple state. It's a different thing. Naturally, by that reason, they created European Union and all. Just to control that and European Central Bank. But it was not actually good. Because Germany as a country, it was more into exports and all. And it did not buy much from the... So whoever is exporting they are getting more euros and all but the other people they don't have sufficient money to buy from germany so they have to loan to get loan from germany in that case their financial situation become very worse and it was somehow only germany or some countries only survived so it was not like dollar that's why euro collapsed even if you consider dollar situation like China having a similar situation with US. China is actually trading lot of amounts with US and getting too much dollar. But the point is that even China getting too much dollar, it is actually investing in the treasury bonds of US. The point is that China has no control about or how the us dollar is printing that is completely under the control of united states as long as that is a situation china cannot put control over united states that's the situation but that is unlike the situation of euro chapter 15 about digital cash and all talking about a lot of digital cash we have plastic cash credit cards cryptos and all i'm not going much because we already have a book in our channel called easy money uh, you would like to if you like to check it out please check that otherwise thank you for watching bye for now